Yo, what's up, world? This is Awo Fafore. What's going on, good people? This is Awo Osheun. Welcome back to the Who Made Child Priest podcast, where we talk about our spiritual journeys, our everyday life experiences, and the issues of the time from the perspective of two people who just happen to be priests. Fafore, what's going on, man? Hey. I feel like I look like the Michael Jackson black or white commercial. Like I feel like, <laughs> feel like this side is a lot lighter than this side over here. Oh yeah, this is it's really after the Pepsi commercial too. After they burned his hair off. <laughs> yeah, like no, I'm talking about, you know, it's black, it's white. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's your lighting in there, man. You be trying to conserve energy. You probably got a. Uh, a 20 watt, you probably got a 20 watt light bulb. <laughs> you know, I got one of them, uh, one of the ones that they claim, uh, save you money, like one right. of them, you know, economy, you know, economically friendly, whatever, you know. Right. Uh, right. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I got, man. But you know, you gotta be good, but man, yeah, I'm looking like that Michael Jackson commercial or uh, video. <laughs> I see you got your son, the Shango shirt on, man. Yeah, Kawo represents I see you. I see you, all man. All the sons of Shango. And I know that we're dedicating this season to the divine feminine, but this is, you know, not being gender biased because, you know, everybody who's had Arisha is Shango, whether it's a male or a female or a woman or a man. Uh, well, when we get into the topic, you understand why I'm <laughs> being careful with my wording. Right. But uh, no matter if you were born with breasts or not, all of us are son of Shango, if Shango is your head of reason. So right. shout out to Sam for making my uh, shirt. Oh, Sam made shirts too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, an, man. This is shout exclusive. Out to yeah, shout out to Sam, man. Check out our boy, Robin 3500. I think it's 3500. Is it 3500 or is it 3800? Oh, he going to be mad. Definitely not 3500. 3800. Robin thirty eight hundred on IG man, y'all check my boy. Out. Yeah, definitely check him out, man. Um, this is this is one of one though. This is an ex super exclusive. Oh yeah, I ain't seen nobody wearing this one either. You know, he made this one too. Oh, yeah. I'm about to give me one, so then it's gonna. Nah, be nah, two you gonna be hating then. No, it's gonna be two people wearing. <laughs> you gonna be hating? I get a son a Sean Go shirt just off just off G just off General Cross. <laughs> Oh, that is hilarious, man. So um I know it's been a few weeks, few weeks, couple weeks, whatever it's been. Uh, but Woman King mm. came out. And I haven't seen it, but it's been getting a lot of buzz. Right. I, from a I lot of different it. people. So yeah, yeah you like, checked it out. What did, did you think? Uh it was a good movie, man. It was a good movie. Uh you know how. You've known me long enough to know how my mind works. So my uh, my immediate question was, is it historically accurate? Mm. So I immediately started to look at the uh, things about the Agoji and uh, the Dahomey and things like that. And it turned out, at least in my opinion, that it wasn't uh, super historically accurate. And, and I feel like the movie was made... Uh, because of the political times we live in and this uh i don't want to say i don't even really know what word to use but uh i feel like the movie was geared toward women mm -hmm. it was it was it was geared toward women um 
but it was a good movie. I like I liked the movie. It was action packed. Uh, I feel like the plot the plot reminded me of a novel I read, which up to this date is probably the best novel I've ever read. Uh, called Who Fears Death. Oh yeah. Yeah, that it kind of reminded me. It kind of reminded me of that. Uh, once you find out, you know, what happens to the main character and blase, blase, blase. So I don't want to give it up for anybody that hasn't seen it. But yeah, man, it was a good. It was a real good movie. I loved it though. So, the fact that you know that it's not historically accurate, right? How do you feel about that? Mm. Because, and let me ask you why. Because there's a segment of people who have an issue with the movie because of its historical inaccuracies. Mm. How do you feel about the movie knowing that it was historically inaccurate? Um, I understand the times that we live in. I, I, in my opinion, I understand why the movie was made at this time. At this time, uh, we are post, post Me Too, uh, in the middle of uh, women's empowerment and things like that, so I feel like that it was a it was time for the movie to be made. So I don't I don't feel any type of way about it being uh, historically accurate or inaccurate. It was a good movie. It's meant for entertainment, and I was entertained. Yeah, I've listened to a lot of uh, videos and things of that nature from people who are. EFI practitioners, or maybe not even just EFI practitioners, but they practice a form of um, ATR, African traditional religion. So I've heard it on different sides, right? The one thing in common that people said was, well, there was a lot of Black people in the movie. There were a lot of Black people who were, you know, writers and directors and things of that nature. So the economics work out in favor of black people. So it was that common thread, like, okay, I can I can accept it for that. On the one hand, um, an elder that who I watch, everything that comes out on YouTube with him, Professor James Small, mm. I watch everything that he does. And one of the things that he talked about was um, we had the representation of EFI. And he enjoyed the fact that there's some representation about that time in history for our people. Mm -hmm. And that those who are inclined to study are going to then, because of the movie, are going to read and study and find out really what was going on at the time, who these people were, things of that nature. Exactly. And then there is the other side from if our practitioners, it was a it was basically like a gender war because of the title Woman King. It was this thing where I, I watched one guy say that essentially they were saying that uh, Viola Davis wasn't beautiful enough to be considered queen. So therefore she had to be Woman King. Um, wow. And just didn't like the way that Africa and African spirituality was actually portrayed in the movie. Hmm. Now, as, as far as the African spirituality being portrayed in the movie, I loved 
to see that it was shown. I love to see that it was shown. But the first thing I told my wife when we left was that I like that they made references to Ifa. Uh, there's one particular part in there where she's actually divine and she's pounding the, the king. But to me, it came off as nonchalant, like people weren't really messing with it. It was like she was the only one that dealt with Ifa and everybody else was kind of like, oh, yeah, she over there playing with those nuts type <laughs> thing. So it came off as if Ifa wasn't as big as we would think it would have been at that time in history. I think um, trying to be unbiased, I feel like uh, the role of the king of Dahomey and the Agoji, their role in uh, the selling of slaves was kind of downplayed. I think it was kind of downplayed a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, but like I say, it's, it's, it's meant for entertainment. I was entertained. I wanted to see the movie. I like to see uh, Ifa represented. So I'm sure, like you say, or like they say, people, some people will be geared to study about the Agoji and the Dahomey, and in doing so, they'll come across Ifa and may be interested in that. Yeah, those are my people. Um, according to Ancestry.com, <laughs> I can't remember the exact percentage now, but it's like between 5 to 10%. Right. Um, covers the area, Benin, Togo, and then um, the Oyo Empire, from what I understand, is represented there. The biggest percentage of my ancestry about 30% comes from Nigeria, which mm -hmm. from understanding the slave trade more than likely means that that 30% was from the Yoruba tribe. Right. You know, which makes sense because when I got my hand of Ifa, which for people who don't know, that's like our initial um, initiating ceremony. To kind of compare it to something, it'd be kind of like, um, kind of like the baptism, you know, mm -hmm. like, you can believe in, in, in Jesus and you can go down to the front when you feel the tug of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> and, you know, you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and died on the cross for your sins. But till you get that hair dipped in that water, you're not really official. official. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right. It's like you like a distant cousin, but you ain't really, you know what I'm saying, like close family till you had that experience. That's kind of like the hand of Ifa. Um, mm. Another example would be basically it's it's like a like a wedding, you know. It's a ritual. Right. You marry your destiny, and then afterwards, after the wedding, that's when you deal with the marriage, and and that's that's the work, that's the sacrifice. So right. either one of those. But anyway, I was told at that time that you know I don't know how long you've been in Ifa. Or you know Ifa, but Ifa has always known you. Mm. And that made sense when I, you know, looking back on my ancestry and where the majority of my ancestry goes. So when I include that area around Benin and Togo, that's close to like 40%, right around in the, the, the heart of where uh, Ifa or Fa or Afa was practiced. So right. yeah. I'm official, I'm official. <laughs> you know, but... It's interesting though, with, with all of this conversation and then the part about slavery, then Kanye West finds himself 
back in the news mm -hmm. with, you know, White Lives Matter. And, um, you know, I always wanted to address Kanye saying that slavery was a choice. <clears throat> and I feel like with this conversation of slavery again due to the, the woman king. And the interesting about, thing about that is I really never wanted to talk about it on this platform because I had this thing where I don't want to be controversial. Mm -hmm. um, we talked about that. But yeah, you and I <laughs> talked about that. But whenever you have an opinion, you express it. For people who don't really understand what you're saying or because of emotion don't want to hear you. Mm. Um, but to me, Kanye was 100% right when he said slavery was a choice. Okay, now, now for the people, you're going to have to explain yeah. what you mean <laughs> right. by that, uh, right? But we talked about that, though, uh, in season one when we kind of talked about uh, karma. But go ahead. Right, right. Mm -hmm. When, when I look at his comment about slavery was a choice, it's not like Africans woke up one day and said, you know what it'd be cool to do mm. is to be slaves. Right. Hey, let's go. Be, hey, white folks, how about y'all enslave us and do whatever it is that y'all feel like y'all need to because we really want to experience slavery. Mm. No, that's not how I take what he said. The way I look at it is this. And it's because of this, why I do what I do and I love and I respect my ancestors as much as I do is because the choice was either you die or you become a slave. Mm -hmm. And because they chose the slavery option over death, or many of them chose the slavery option over death, we can be here now complaining about stuff that would be so minuscule based upon the experiences they have, they wouldn't even have the energy to talk about, right? Mm -hmm. So I appreciate my ancestors for accepting that choice to, to be slaves, to not fight until it was the time to fight. And because of that, I'm here now. Right. So when I look at choice, I look at it in that manner. When you think about it, everything is about a choice. And in these five, either you made a choice in heaven or you made a choice in earth, on earth. But at the end of the day, you made a choice. Not saying you happily made the choice. No, that's not what it means. It means that there was a decision to be made and you made one. Therefore, you made a choice. And I thank my ancestors and I venerate and I revere and I pay homage to my ancestors because of the choice that they made I'm able to be here now. Right, right. And you can even go back a little bit further than that, you know, talking about uh, from a karmic standpoint that the choice could have possibly been made in heaven. Absolutely. And, uh, knowing that that was something that needed to occur uh, because we can argue that, he, that without slavery, Ifa would possibly be dead now. Yeah. If I would possibly be dead, there possibly would be no uh, real representation of African spirituality here in the Western Hemisphere. There probably right. wouldn't be. I mean, I don't think we could uh, determine that, you know, but likely, likely so, likely so. So I think if I had to leave the shores of West Africa 
and come here the way that it did, expand the way that it did, adapt the way that it did for Ifa to survive. Absolutely, absolutely. And when you look at a movie like the the, the Woman King, even though I didn't see it, I, I I know enough about what it's about that you had two tribes, people mm -hmm. who look alike, that if you threw them all into a crowd, you couldn't choose, pick one from one side or the other. You wouldn't right. even know. And because of slavery, you have God knows how many tribes of Africans in America who all look at themselves as being the same people because that, that, that tribal distinction has been squashed. Mm -hmm. And now we look at each other as one. It had you know, to. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So so when you think of karma, I look at stuff like that as, you know, one of the things that probably played into it to where we had to have that experience. You know what I'm saying? So, again, it's, shout a, shame. Out. it's a shame that things like that have to happen for us to see ourselves as one. You know, it it makes me think about prison and how you have all of these different gangs on the street. And behind the walls, when something pop, all of, all of those lines blur. You know what I'm saying? All of those lines blur and we see ourselves as one people because we have one common goal. We have one common enemy, that type of thing. So I always uh, look at it. And then on a bigger scale than that, when some type of natural disaster occurs, then we find the commonality between all people, how right. all people come together and help one another. But it's it's sad that it takes that to uh, for us to see it, though. Absolutely, absolutely. So the the woman king in that conversation, a a woman who is holding down a position that many look at being a a man position or a man's role. Um, to then transition us to the topic of the day. Mm. And um, so we want to have a conversation about gender versus sex. I think there's going to be a treat for the people. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so I think what you're going to find is myself and Oshayun for the first time in, uh, on the podcast on different sides of, right. of this question. So Oshayun. Gender versus sex. Is it the same thing or is it different? So I see them as different as different things. Different things based on not the way that the term gender is used today, but the original use of the term gender. Um, for me, before, before I looked in a uh, etymology dictionary, before you and I's conversation, uh, I've always looked at those things different even though, uh, like we talked about on applications, uh, sometimes it'll say sex and sometimes it'll say gender, male or female, using them interchangeably. Uh, and I've seen gender and sex used in the, uh, interchangeably often, almost all of the time today, almost all of the time they're used interchangeably. So now going to the etymology of the term gender and its original use. So this is my source. You can see that, right? Yeah, I can see it. 
Chambers Dictionary of Etymology. Right. And I'm going to read to you what it says uh, concerning gender. It says gender, a noun, around 1350, a grammatical class referring to nouns and pronouns, later referring to verbs about 1450. Uh, then it goes, it says that around 1378, the terms start to be used referring to kind or sort. Kind or sort. And I didn't want to use Google. I didn't want to use Google. So, <laughs> but I mean, I can, it's, it's basically the same, but I wanted to, this was something else that I found on the internet. It says gender literally means kind and it was originally a linguistic term. It's used as an alternative to sex dates from 1955. The, the use of the term gender to refer to sex to me came about to quiet the sensibilities of people who had a problem with using the term sex. So they began to use the term gender. They begin to use the term gender. Uh, as far as linguistics are concerned, is concerned, uh, there are four genders, masculine, feminine, common, and neuter. Those are the four linguistic genders. For our conversation, I'm only talking about masculine and feminine. So for me, gender refers to masculine and feminine and sex refers to male and female. For me, sex is biological, it's anatomical, it's physiological, it has to, it's, it's genetics. It has to do with uh, your genes. That's something that you can't change. Uh, gender, on the other hand, uh, for me is fluid and it's fluid because gender is based on a group of uh, characteristics by which we identify something. For example, we identify the sun as masculine because of its characteristics. We identify the moon as feminine because of its characteristics. And I'm sure that we wouldn't dare say that the moon is a male, I mean, that the sun is a male or that the moon is a female. So that's how I kind of separate the difference between uh, sex and gender. So for you, what do you, what do you think? Gender versus <laughs> sex, are they the same or are they different? They are the same. Okay. They are one and the same and they're used interchangeably. They are. Um, I go. I use the uh, online etymology dictionary, and I'm going to, like you did, I'm going to read what I have here, because I don't want it to seem like I'm, you know, piggybacking <laughs> and, 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 and just pulling out certain pieces. So, it says from the 1300s, like you mentioned, kind, sort, class, a class or kind of persons or things sharing certain traits from old from old french genre kind species character gender 
from stem of Latin genus, race, stock, family, kind, rank, order, species, also male or female sex. From the same uh, online dictionary, the etymology of the word sex from the late 14th century, males or females considered collectively from Latin sexes, a sex state of being either male or female gender. Now, words matter. Words are very, very important. Um, early on, you know, both of us learned that whenever we will come to a, a point where we seem to disagree with one another, and we talked about this before, one of, one of us would stop and say, hold on, define said word, right? And after we would define the word, then we would realize that, oh, we actually weren't in disagreement. Right. We just had different ideas of the word. So words matter. Now, sex and gender are English words. So when you say, do they mean the same thing? Yes, they're English words. Now, what you referring to about one talking about biology and one talking about characteristics, you are talking about an ancient civilization that was not speaking English. They weren't using the word sex and gender. So with that, Sex and gender is the same thing because they're English words. Now, the reason why I harp on this so much is because it's important to understand language, etymology, definitions, things of that nature. As you're looking at things, like if you're reading like the King James Version of the Bible, etymology is important. You know, when you're looking at early translations of documents, Septuagint, um, probably if you're doing the um, uh, the Book of the Dead, etymology is important. You know, we both come from the Lodge, Morals and Dogma. That book, etymology is important. Right. You know, Masons at the time used to have an issue with the book Morals and Dogma. Right. <laughs> because it was not written for people who are unlearned to understand. Right. So early Masons would have an issue with that. Like, come on, you're giving us a bad look. You know, people are reading this book and they're thinking we're cold, we're satanic, this, that, and the other mm -hmm. because of the language you are using. So but Albert Pike didn't care. Albert Pike said, I did not write my book for them. Right. So if you're unlearned, if you don't understand etymology and you know the meanings of words and things of that nature, the origins of words, I that's it's not for you. Right. right? So that's why I, I harp on it being the same thing. And let's take it a step further. Actually, no, I'll, I'll leave it there to see if you have anything to, uh, to push back there before I, I go to the next point. Okay, you say that uh, 
gender and sex are English words, they are. But when we study the etymology of those words, what we find is where those words come from and the original definition that those words had. Gender, the original use of that term, and we're not talking about the English word gender, we're talking about the Greek or French word that it derives from. The original usage was refer, was referring to linguistics. It referred to nouns and verbs. It had nothing to do with people. The term gender, our English word gender, had nothing at all to do with people but language. Sex, on the other hand, had to do with people and animals. These things had sex, where uh, gender referred to nothing of the sort. But I want you to go further in your uh, in your belief. Well, see, what you said was completely changes the discussion. Why? Because you didn't say the words that predate gender and sex. Well, if we're talking about etymology, then we are, of course, diving into the truth of the word, right? That's what etymology means. It, 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 the, our English word gender derives itself from Greek and Latin and French and those words. So what I, what I mean when I say the etymology of the word, I'm talking about the truth of the word, its original usage and what it meant, what it meant then. So I'm going to push back on that because where the word was derived from is not necessarily the etymology of the words that we're using. Hmm. It's saying the word gender, I borrowed it from this word, but the the etymology of the word gender as we know it in the in English, even though we borrow from this, this is what it means. Because in what I just read, now we could debate which which ones is, you know, factual, but the one that I just read, it included sex in the etymology of the word gender. Right. And gender in the etymology of the word sex. And usually that means that they are synonyms, right? And uh, minds didn't mention sex in gender. But then there's this other uh, piece of information. And even uh, our Luo spoke to it once before concerning the term gender, that the term gender became used as an alternative to sex to kind of quell people's sensibilities around using the term sex. And that's what I got from the internet, my internet search, where it says that uh, its use as an alternative to sex dates from 1955. So basically what this is saying is that before 1955, the term gender and sex were not used interchangeably. They both they meant different things. Gender referring to qualities that we can identify and sex being something that we were able to determine genetically or through secondary sexual characteristics. So here's where I, I, I push back on that. Because here, this season is dedicated to the divine feminine. Yes. 
all the people with the exception of our Luo have been women. Right. There's a reason why we chose women to have the discussion of the divine feminine and not just had anybody who had anything to offer for mm -hmm. the divine feminine. Right. Because even with us today who practice things like African traditional religions, there's this thing where we make gender and sex synonymous at times, depending on the discussion. Okay, give me an example. Okay, whenever we talk about divine feminine and we go to the quote unquote experts, we go to women. Right, but I think, I think we have to include the entire term and not just use the term feminine. And we're talking about something that's uh, divine, the divine feminine. Now, of course, we have women here that are feminine. They are feminine men. Absolutely. They are feminine men. And the reason that we can have a feminine man is because femininity is based on characteristics. For example, the femininity of the moon, we say that the moon is feminine because of its characteristics of receiving light, not right. giving light, but receiving light. Right. The woman, the woman is naturally feminine because she's receptive. She receives the seed of man. So she is naturally feminine. Now, there are some masculine women, but that is based on characteristics and not sex not sex. So I believe that we could have talked, you say experts, but uh, we could have definitely talked to uh, men about the concept of the divine feminine. We could have definitely done that. But that wasn't even a thought for me. No, of, of course the not. The thought for me and you, when we talked about the divine feminine, was to bring women. Right, because they are naturally feminine. From, well, not not all of them. All of the ones we talked to. <laughs> all the ones, but but all women from the standpoint what you're saying that they're receivers. Right. There are there are women who are gay who do not and have not had sexual relationships with men. Right. Therefore, they're not natural receivers. They oh now we could debate that uh but on another episode, or maybe uh, <laughs> we could <do laughs> we could debate that at another time. At least in but, practice, in practice, they haven't been receiving anything. Right, right. Except and, for those who, at one point, did and then decided later on for one reason or another, be like, "That's not how I'm rocking." But right, right. You know. So, so I want to try not to go uh, down that rabbit hole, but I do understand. What oh, you're I'm gonna saying. go down that rabbit hole. That's a part. <laughs> of, that's a part of my answer. Okay, so, so I understand what you mean. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is that, see, this is this is tricky. This is tricky because I want to try to watch what I say. And if so, if you and I were having this conversation in private, it would be easy for me to tell you what I wanted to tell you. So I'm trying to watch what I say uh, because I don't want to try to ruffle anybody's feathers. Yeah, you don't want to mess up our future sponsors. Right. <laughs> Right, right. So um, I believe that a woman was 
created to receive. Even that's kind of, you know, kind of pushing the envelope. But I do. Because we know women who minus. So you let me. So you're saying created to receive based upon genetics and, and their body physiologically. Right. Which is sex. Right. Based on based on sex. Now, when you get into gender, when you get into gender, now we get into these characteristics where you have women who are masculine and they give off this energy of uh, direction. They give off this energy sort of like the sun is giving giving off light and giving things direction. So, yes, I think. uh in English, we don't have we don't have these uh, these terms, at least not so much. But in Spanish, in Spanish, they've retained the gender in the language. You know, a table is feminine because the table receives things. Uh, the sun, even in their language, is masculine. Now, I we're not talking about again we're not talking about sex we're not talking about genetics we're only talking about characteristics by which we are able to identify to identify a thing and it's based on those characteristics that we learn uh in ifa uh the difference between masculine and feminine but i'm gonna let you go down the rabbit hole when you talk about uh <laughs> so this I'm is where i'm gonna get you right hey y'all try to separate us when y'all try to sponsor us when y'all uh sponsor us and uh <laughs> so so peep this you said women are feminine by nature because they are designed to receive I'll use the yes, that's one example. Yeah, yes, yes. And they're designed to receive based on their sex. Right. They're based, yes. That's that is why, again, I say sex and gender is the same thing. This is what's going on, right? Is because you read and you study, you understand. So words matter. I'm gonna do it like this. What does ashe mean? It means it means a few different things. Uh, it could be used to mean. Uh, mm -hmm. I asked what it was used to mean. What does it mean? It means a few things. It doesn't mean a few things to you. Mm -mm. Oh, well, it means a few things to me. So uh, ashe can be used to uh, mean let it be so. Um, ashe is the the energy that pervades the entire universe, the energy that is potential that can be made reality. Now, was it the first thing we were told was Ashe does not translate into English? Right. It's many terms in Ifa that doesn't translate into English. That's my point. So it doesn't mean like we've been told it means power and all those other things that you mentioned. But we know it really doesn't mean that. Is our attempt in trying to explain something that cannot be translated. But I think I think when you say translated, right, that we're talking about a word for word translation. I think even though I think even the term Ifa can't be translated into English. Right. But I think we can translate it conceptually, though. I think even though Ashe doesn't have a true 
English equivalent, word for word, one word meaning one word, I think the term ashe does, we can define it conceptually in the English language. But you don't remember us being told that it wasn't definable? That it can't be translated? Oh, I've been told a lot of things. Yes, yes, I remember that. So what we're doing is giving our best shot. Now, there are other words where we don't even attempt. Right. There's prayers where you will hear us going and we'll be going to Yoruba and then we'll go into English. And it's not going to be trying to show off that we know a little bit of Yoruba. It's, <laughs> we can't translate it whatsoever, right? But does it have a conceptual meaning? So without me being a native speaker of that language, I could honestly put my life on the line and say, yes, there is, there is something that was given to, to non-native speakers as this kind of puts you in the ballpark. This is a good enough. And I accept that. <laughs> right? I accept that for right, right now. Now, one day, you know, you and I may be in a position where we can go over to Yoruba land for extended periods of time and we can really dive into the linguistics. Because at the end of the day, this isn't a conversation about, for other people, you might think it initially that it was about sex versus gender. It's really about linguistics because words matter, right? right? That's really what it's about. Now, conceptually, do I understand what we call biology versus the characteristics that we call masculine and feminine? Yes, I understand that. I also see where we blur the lines with those, not just in how we have our daily conversations, but even within African spirituality with people who understand the concept of biology and then these characteristics that we deem as masculine and feminine, the, the law of opposites. We understand that whole concept and I understand it conceptually, right? Mm. But to really make a point when the question is, is gender and sex the same is yes, because at the end of the day, when we get into meanings of words, we understand that the meaning changes. Right. And what you're going to see is that five years from now, we wouldn't even be able to have this conversation because people would be so confused because there would. It really wouldn't be any blurring of the lines. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And this is what I'm talking about going down that rabbit hole where we are in places where the conversation years ago was started about not having gender. That's the word they use, not having gender on like birth certificates. So, uh, <laughs> right. So I think, I think I saw, well, let me not say that, but Yes. <laughs> I think I think I saw. Hey, I hate having to do this. You know what I'm saying? Like really trying to watch what I say. But do you remember the conversation that you and I had about the guy that swam, I believe, for Penn State? He swam as a as a woman. Oh, absolutely. I remember right. that. Story. Right. We talked about that. Right. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. do you remember maybe, I don't know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago? 
we would say transsexual. We wouldn't say transgender. We would say transsexual. Yes. Do you uh, right? We would say transsexual, and that was for people who had switched their secondary sexual characteristics and had began to take the hormones of whatever sex that they were trying to become. Uh, for example, a man would have his penis surgically removed and blase, blase, blase. And a woman would do whatever she would be doing and she would take uh, testosterone and the man would take uh, estrogen. Mm -hmm. Today, I don't hear the term transsexual as much. I hear the term transgender. So this guy that swam with Penn State still has a penis. And they call him a transgender. Uh, and I hope I'm not offending anybody by calling him a him. But yeah, uh, he still has his secondary sexual characteristics. And so they don't call him a transsexual. They call him a transgender because of how he identifies. And to me, the ability to identify as something has to do with characteristics. Now, I can get into an argument with people who would say that mm, gender is not fluid. And I would understand where they're coming from because to them and to yourself, gender and sex is the same thing. Now, if you were to ask me, is sex fluid? I would say no. But is gender fluid? I would say yes, if we are separating gender from sex. So he identifies as a as a woman. He identifies as a woman and he's considered a transgender. It makes me think about the Orisha also. The the the, the gender of the Orisha are fluid based yeah. on it is based on the characteristics of the Orisha. For example, we see uh, Obatala as a masculine deity, mm -hmm. but there are stories in which Obatala is feminine. There are, and this, and this for all, for almost all of the Orisha. Well, I see that for Olokun a lot. Olokun, Olokun, definitely, all the time. definitely, you see the uh see but as far as olokun is concerned i think sometimes we see masculine and feminine based on who we're talking to and who has uh translated or interpreted the original yoruba you would have some people that say that olokun and ajay uh not ajay uh meaning which but but ajay the uh deity of prosperity that they right. are one and the same, and that they'll call uh, Ajay Olokun or Olokun Ajay. And we kind of get that in the Odu Oshe Tarao. You kind of uh, get the that they're the same, kind of. You kind of get that they're the same. But what I mean that you get these different paths of the Orisha and based on their qualities, based on their characteristics, the gender changes. We know we're not talking about sex because these are not uh, sexual beings. Well, there, there's a, some definitely some sex going on. <laughs> right, but those stories. <laughs> story. Oh, oh, uh, it's some, it's some, it's some square business sex going on <laughs> in some of the stories. Uh, but we know that these are, and see, 
we know that these are myths. We know that these right. are myths. Uh, and some of us do, because some of us believe that the Orishas get mad at us. Oh, right. So. <laughs> See, you going down the rabbit hole, man. My make bad. sure, make sure y'all separate us when you wanna. Uh, <laughs> when y'all wanna sponsor us, just say, "Hey, I want to sponsor our Sheung." He wasn't talking about uh, <laughs> what Five Four Ray was talking about, but uh, but yeah. So that's how I see uh, gender having to do with uh, with qualities and with characteristics, and not with. Uh, not with sex, not with uh, anatomy and genetics. Mm -hmm. But would you agree, though, in the mythology, that more times than not, Oshayun Oya, um, I mean Oshayun, <laughs> Oshun Oya Yemoja, in the mythology, more times than not, are women definitely, or or feminine definitely. Mm -mm. I'm being very specific with my words. I know you are, but I think now more you time are, than not, you wouldn't say that they were women. And the way the way that my mind works, no, I don't say women. The I children of the mother of the fishes. I, I say the big-breasted Yemoja right. is not a woman nine times out of ten. Well, I say feminine. The reason I say feminine because woman personifies. And see, for for me, this is just for me. Now. Yes, because they're they're personified in the in these stories. In these stories, they they're are they are personified. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that I don't look at Yemoja as a real woman. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. You you know that I don't think they're a real woman. I'm talking about okay. Then yes, the story how yes. they're portrayed as women, right? Right. Yes. Oya is portrayed as a woman, yes. right? Yes. But when they are trying to speak to her masculine traits, talked about the bearded woman, right? Mm -hmm. See, this is what I'm talking about. So sex, this is why I'm saying sex and gender. The word, English word, sex and gender are one and the same. But based upon context you can see when they're being separated from sex and what we what we call you know characteristics of masculine and feminine you, you almost said it you almost said it but go ahead well, almost said what gender but go ahead oh <laughs> yeah i was about to say that but i wanted to be, I wanted right. to be, clear be specific right right so because again the orishas are portrayed as one sex or the other majority of the time, mm -hmm. right? Like I said, Olakun is that one that, that you will see switch more than any other. Right. Right. Um, but I don't think I've ever seen Ogun, for instance, portray as anything but a man or Shango as anything but a man. Like it's very, it's a reason why all children of Shango male or female or being born with what we know as women's sexual uh characteristics versus <laughs> the male sexual organs right all of them are sons of shango it's a message that's being portrayed in that shango you know wearing a skirt that masculine entity 
showing that 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 bit of femininity, right? right? But in a cool way. For I lack guess. Of a better word. You know what I'm saying? I so, guess. I think. I think you kind of biased, but go ahead. I think a little bit, <laughs> but but I think there's a reason why we have that, right? Because. Like you said, as a man, you are masculine and feminine. As a woman, you are masculine and feminine. For the most part, the masculine and feminine looks different, even though there should be a balance of both. Mm -hmm. It's like um, all men have testosterone and um, they have estrogen. All women have testosterone and estrogen. The way that plays out biologically between the sexes is different because of the, the makeup. Right. But both have both. Both have masculine and feminine. Even if it's balanced in both, they're still, it's going to look different. But I like the way in which even how we portray Ifa, while there's an a understanding of the distinction between the two in context matters, you also, there's a blurring of the lines there. A blurring of the lines. Between sex and gender, even in Ifa. Give me an example. Like I said, all the feminine, feminine Orishas are depicted as women. See, this is- And vice this, versa. So <clears throat> we kind of get to this, to this uh, part where you say there's a blurring of the line in the myth, and I understand. I understand what you're trying to say, but sex, sex is a physical thing. Uh, I don't think that we can truly assign sex to Oshun. Now, understand what I'm saying. That I know that she is portrayed. She is personified mm -hmm. as a woman in the myth, but what Oshun is is a feminine energy. She's a feminine energy. And we use the myth, we use the myth to qualify that. Exactly. We use the myth to qualify that. So for me, that's what gender is. Gender is energetic. It's uh, qualitative. It's, uh, it's these characteristics that we are able to look at and say, that's feminine or that's masculine. As far as sex is concerned, that's something that we don't really have to guess at. We don't have to guess at the sex of a human being. We don't have to guess at that. Gender, on the other hand, is kind of fluid and we can get to, uh, for example, you say that the, uh, masculine and the feminine should basically be balanced in all human beings. We know that it should be balanced. And uh, Ofun Meji talks about that, about the uh, give and take. Right. Give and take. And these are masculine and feminine uh, characteristics. So when I think of gender, I think of masculine and feminine over here. And then I think of sex and I think of male and female over here. When I hear sex, I think secondary sexual characteristics. I think biology, anatomy, physiology. And then when I think about gender, 
I think of uh, those characteristics or qualities that we assign to things like uh, the sun, the moon, the air, the earth, and the Orisha. So I see them as uh, different because a man can be feminine and a woman can be masculine. So this is why you're doing that. Again, it goes back, and this is my point. You ask gender and sex, are they the same? They're English words. They're not English words. Well, gender and sex are English words, but etymologically, Correct. etymologically, they are not English words. Etymologically, there is really no English. English, everything in English is borrowed from something else. Right, which is why we right. go to the etymology. Right, right. But but I'm saying though, we're talking about English words, and and the etymology is just telling us the origins and where the words came from and what create, they mean right to create this english word right. right it's like when you talk to somebody who speaks good english but english isn't their first language and you'll ask them hey how do you say xyz in your language and oftentimes you will have this they'll be like oh, uh, so uh, I'll probably say this. Now, right. what's super interesting is when you have more than one of them. Mm -hmm. And then it's a dialogue. I would say this. Now, you, see, I would really, I would more so say this. And then they'll have a discussion and they might come to a consensus like, oh, yeah, I guess maybe, yeah. Well, no, because right. this is really this, right? What I learned then, and this is the basis of this conversation. We are having a English conversation about concepts from another language, and there is no translation. Now, when you it's, talk about translation, you're talking about words, right? Yeah, I'm talking about Not words. Not concepts. No, no, I'm talking about words. Words. But the way you explain a concept, unless you were in that one, or maybe more than one, but that, that one African place, I think in South Africa, they have some cliques and stuff like that, too. But the way, for the most of us, the way we convey a concept is through words, right? Right, but different words could be used because a concept is abstract, while a word is, it's definitive. A word, a word is definitive. Once you give something a word. And a word is only definitive when the people who have in the conversation understand that is definitive, and this is what it means. So what you're saying it's is- It's made to be definitive. Right, it's a, right. I mean, it, that's what I'm saying. It's right. It's been given a definition, it's, it's definitive. The word is what it is. Now, a concept, on the other hand, is abstract, and it could be seen, then it becomes subjective. The concept becomes subjective. So right. just like our conversation about Ashe, Ashe doesn't have a word-to-word -word translation. Right. But the Yoruba word Ashe does, it can be explained conceptually in English. And, and, you're, and now you're at the mercy of other people's word choice into describing, you know, that, that concept. But here, this is what I'm saying, though. The concept that we're talking about is a concept that can be found 
in all the ancient traditions that I've ever studied, right? Um, you read about Hinduism and Buddhism and things of that nature, they, they all have this masculine and feminine mm -hmm. conversation, right? The problem is that when we start trying to explain that away to a certain degree in English words, like we can have a conversation about masculine and feminine versus biology. And me and you never will disagree until you say it's sex and gender to mean the same thing. Right. I get what you're saying. I right? get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. So that they're like the problem. So it, it's one of those things that we've come across. Me and you talk about this all the time. There is a shortcoming with the English language. Most definitely. When you try to explain many concepts that predate English. Mm -hmm. One of the things that bothers me um, as I'm on Facebook and I'll hear somebody black, for instance, <laughs> or make the comment, I hate people who don't know the King's English. They don't know the problem between there and, you know, spelled different ways mm. and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, being somebody who travels internationally, this is the only place that I've ever been to that wasn't comfortable in changing the English language to fit themselves. Right. You know, there is... I mean, I've been to Africa. I've been to all over South America, Central America. There's, some might call it Creole, Pigeon English, things of that nature. Everybody got their own thing. Mm -hmm. They done took English and mixed it up with other words that they done heard. They done mixed it up with their native tongue, this, that, and the other. And that's what they speak. And everybody cool with that. It ain't no, you need to learn to speak the King English, right? So I really wanted to have this conversation to explain the, the shortcomings of this language that many of us like just think our mastery of it is such a, a, a huge deal. It's like the, the youngest language that right. I know of. Right, right. <laughs> I, I agree. And uh, I've always said that, uh, that English is a language that, uh, like you say, it's a young language. It's a it's a it's a young language. Uh, for me, no language suffices to explain, uh, for example, the concepts of Ifa. We're gonna always lose something when we try to use three dimensional words to explain something that's happening on a dimension that's higher than three. We're gonna always lose something which is why we have to be able to understand concepts. We have to be able to understand concepts. Without concepts, there is no Ifa here. There is no Ifa here because we don't know the language. Uh, I also think that there's a shortcoming in our ability to understand the language that we lose something there because uh, the culture the culture and their spirituality is encoded in the language. So when we don't understand the language, then we have to understand concepts.
which are abstract, which is for me what spirituality is. It's abstract, it's fluid. There's no putting it in a box. Um, for example, Ashe, we talked about Ashe. Mm -hmm. uh, there, uh, there's prana, uh, which could basically mean the same thing. Uh, I know in Hebrew, I forgot the word, I wanna say it's Kodesh. Kodesh, maybe. Uh, but the word means spirit or breath. But it's the it's the the energy that gives life to all things, just like uh Ashe. Ashe pervades the universe and is the the life force of all things. So I think conceptually we can understand Ashe, even though there is no word for word translation of the term Ashe. But still, when I hear the word gender, I don't think of a person per se. Mm -hmm. I think of qualities of that person. And when I think of sex, I think about something that's stamped on that person, that you were born with sex and gender, not so much. When I think of gender and sex, I don't think of anything until I hear the context. Um, okay. This, so this explain to me a difference where gender would mean sex or gender would mean something else. Give me an example of how the context says, of how the context would determine it. If somebody says the word gender and then says he or she in the sentence, I know they're talking about sex. Hmm. Right. So again, I'm not walking around having these <laughs> these high level <laughs> philosophical questions that we have, right? Right. Only in certain contexts. And in the context, when you think about it, right, I don't I rarely hear in conversation people talk about like in based upon the way you're separating them, right? Which I don't have a disagreement with that. Again, I'm just getting to what the words actually mean. Mm -hmm. In English. Definition in English, right? Because that's the conversation, because that's the language I speak. But in normal conversations, you don't, and, and I don't say gender, we'll just say masculine and feminine. And we know exactly what we're talking about. Right. We know we're not talking about sex. We won't even say the words. Like for instance, when it comes to food, I don't talk about carbohydrates. I think that's a stupid word. Why? Because it, it makes um, strawberries the same as white rice, not the same. So I don't even use carbohydrates. Matter of fact, if you got robbed and the police came up to you and took a statement, you wouldn't say you got robbed by a mammal. <laughs> <laughs> we don't speak like that. All right. You know what I'm saying? So I, I really, unless we're having a very specific conversation like this, where we're talking about gender and sex, matter of fact, I've said the word gender, for instance, more than I probably said gender in the last 10 years. Exactly. Because I'll just say masculine and feminine. Right. Or I'll say masculine and feminine energies. So people so know exactly saying, what I'm talking about. So are you saying that the terms sex and gender are the same? Yes. But the concepts of sex and gender are not. Yes, it, for in the in the conversation that we're having. In the conversation between 
most people, they're the, they're usually talking about the same thing. Most well, people use that gen. But yeah, conceptually, I when I'm having these type of content, I understand gender. We're talking about characteristics, right? And sex, we're talking about biology, right? right? But I wanted to be very specific because I want people to really think about this as they're doing their studying and really focus on how words matter. Mm-hmm. You and I talk about that all the time. Words matter. So that's why I was like, I know what O'Shea is saying, but I'm going to be a stickler because words matter. And truth be told, this is how it gets down. But, um, but yeah, you know, so we basically agree. Just- yeah, <laughs> really, which is, which is what tends to happen most of the time. And I think if people were more willing to have a debate, a right. conversation, about what they think their differences are, maybe they'll come to the conclusion that, oh, we're saying the same thing. We just may be using a different language to absolutely uh, to come to the, the same thing. Uh, I'm glad that you and I can debate. Uh, we've, we've debated around other people before and to <laughs> them, to them, we're arguing. Right. We're arguing. And I'm like, you know, if I can't if I can't disagree with you, then I can't have a real conversation with you because I'm always in the back of my mind trying to figure out what I need to say and how I need to say it. And that's I'm uncomfortable like that. I need to be able to disagree with you. And then we say, all right, well, let's figure out, you know, what's going on, because I want to understand why you think the way you think. And you should want to understand why I think the way that I think and we gain perspective that way, man. So right. I love these. I love these type of uh, conversation, and I'm hoping that the people that watch this episode will get in the comments and tell us what they think about gender and sex. Yeah, because at the end of the day, we just two big nerds who like to have conversations <laughs> about stuff that we read. I mean, we 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 read a lot, right? We like to really talk through these things, but I feel like. When I read these books about ancient times, it was like, man, they probably was having all these deep conversations about all kinds of things in life. And that's a lost art form. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And uh, like you said, man, you know, we're not as as calm. It's never an angry thing. We just excited about. Right. Like I said, we big nerds, man. So we'd be excited about. So we'll be loud. and We'll be going back and forth and. All that because we just so hype and then people would just be watching us like, yo, yeah, I need a podcast, like, <laughs> you know. So that's that's how that that came up, you know, came about. So, um, but yeah, this was this was fun, you know. I I enjoyed it, man. I enjoyed yeah. it, and um, hope y'all enjoyed it as well. Right. Um, these kind of topics are are important, man. You know, at some point, you know, they weren't allowing us to read. You know, and now that we have, you know, that right, you know, for the lack of a better word, you know, we need to start taking advantage of it and, right. and finding out what's in those books that they kept us from. And um, and not just even black people. I mean, this goes to anybody, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, knowledge is freedom. So keep reading. You know what I'm saying? Oh, if you like this episode. If you like any of the episodes, please, please, please like, 
share, subscribe. That's that's highly important for us to just to keep this going. We got so many great ideas that we want to bring to y'all. Um, we appreciate y'all that support us, but please, please, please like, share, and subscribe. Right. So. And go get some of that merch. Go get some oh, of that merch. Yeah, get some of that merch. <laughs> oh, also check us out. We on um we on TikTok now. Right. We, we right. We hanging with the young people now. Yeah, yeah. We got some reels on TikTok. So check us out at um Who Made Y'all Priest Eleven on TikTok. On IG is who dot y'all dot priest. On IG. Check us out. Come, yeah, check us out. Come hang with us. You know what I'm saying? Chop it up with us in the uh, the comments. We have a lot of conversations in the DMs, man, about nerd stuff. So if you're a nerd, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and you're not confident and comfortable in your nerdness yet, and you just want to talk to us in the in the the, the DMs or uh, ain't this, it's DMs for everything? Yeah, we owe. So I yeah. guess it's DMs for for, for right. everything. So inbox, whatever you call, hit us up. Right. You know what I'm saying? So we appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for tapping in. We love y'all. And as always, life's a journey. Don't forget the map. Peace. Peace.